Hi, I'm Kylie Roberts. And I'm Mel Wumwell, and we are Shift Unlimited. We are both qualified executive coaches, coach supervisors, and trainers of NLP and coaching. The world is a volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous place. Every day we wake up to a new surprise. Uncertainty is chronic, instability is permanent, and disruption is common. This is the new normal. The game has changed. It's time to rip up the old rule book. It's time to define success differently. A shift is happening. The shift is unlimited. We need leaders to live more purposeful lives and to lead more impactful businesses. In this podcast series, we will be doing a deeper dive into many facets of living and leading in this modern world, from founder to scale up, right through to leaders of global established organizations. We will explore how we can be more holistic and authentic as we connect more deeply with ourselves, our relationships with others, and the wider world. In this podcast series, we'll engage in conversation together on topics that support the modern leader. We have one wild, precious life to make change for good. And whilst change is daunting, so is staying the same. Let's begin. So welcome to today's podcast. And today we're exploring in quite a bit of detail the area of goal setting and how we use goal setting in coaching. You may have heard this quote, shoot for the moon, and if you miss, you will still be among the stars. Or even the greatest danger for most of us lies not in setting our sights too high and falling short, but in setting our aim too low and achieving our mark. So why set goals? There are a number of reasons, which I'll ask Kylie to explain in a bit more detail. Lots of reasons to set goals. We're living in this very volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous world. And when we're able to live more in the side of cause, we remember from the frames of coaching and NLP, cause and effect, when we're able to live more on the side of cause, we can take 100% responsibility for our lives. And then we set a vision for where we want to navigate our lives to, and we set the progress and the goals of achieving that vision. So we're 100% responsible for getting where we want to get to. Many people today also sleepwalk through life. And even though they work hard, they don't really feel like they're living the life of their dreams and feeling fulfilled. And that's often because they haven't ever been encouraged to set their own direction for travel. It's like getting in a car and not knowing where you're going, how long it's going to take you to get there, or which route that you're going to take. Bill Copland says, when we don't set goals, you can end up running up and down and being on the hamster wheel and just not achieving anything. So if we don't set goals, we end up being part of somebody else's goal rather than our own. And when we stop and think about what we want and take the time to set meaningful, heartfelt goals, we break out of this sleepwalking through life, this autopilot, and we start to live into conscious creation, 100% responsibility for what we're consciously creating in our lives. Top performers in elite sports like Serena Williams, Michael Phelps, and in business like Richard Branson and many of the other people that you can think about that are top of their game 
all set outrageous goals that cause people to question their dreams and look at what they've achieved in their lifetimes. As Mel said at the beginning, if you shoot for the, moons and you, the moon and you miss, you'll still be among the stars. So in short, goal setting creates motivation and creates a sense of vision and direction and the relentless focus enables us to live the life of our dreams. As long as we also are clear about our purpose, we get to talk more about that later. So SMART is an acronym that you may or may not have already heard in relationship to goals and goal setting. It's an acronym where each letter of the word SMART represents a different word. So S for specific, M for measurable, A for achievable, R for realistic, and T for timed. It's a very popular acronym for goal setting. So making sure your goals are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timed. There is a place for these in business when planning tactical goals and objectives. And at Shift Unlimited, as we explored these, we found that these tend to be not the type of goals that set your heart on fire and that really help you live the life of your dreams with meaning and with purpose. So we talk more in Shift Unlimited about SMART with HEART goal setting. And in this instance, SMART with HEART, the acronym SMART now stands for S for special, M for massive, A for audacious, R for ridiculous, and T for tests us. So special, it's important to you. Massive, it's beyond what you think you're capable of right now. Shoot for the moon. You'll land amongst the stars. It's audacious. So when you talk to people about them, they're so inspired by your story about what you're doing and why you're doing it. It's ridiculous. You're playing big. You're playing big in your life. Big for you, not for anybody else. Big for you. And T tests us. It really means you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone into your stretch zone. So having a framework for setting goals like SMART or SMART with heart means that we're living at cause and leaning into living the life of our dreams, not just the life that others think we should be living, however well-meaning that may be. There's a few frameworks that we have that also help us think about goal setting in coaching and one of them is GROW. We love GROW. It's really simple and memorable. And Mel will talk you through GROW. GROW really helps people to think about setting their goals and helps them to map out what's needed for them to achieve them. It makes it easier for us and for them to use and to see where they can achieve success. It's a model that encourages a lot of brainstorming, a real look at where am I now, creativity as well as vision. So what it is, is it's an acronym. So the GROW stands for, the G is goal, the R is reality, the O is options, and the W is the way forward. It's a model that was created by Sir John Whitmore, who was known as one of the founders of coaching. It's widely used in coaching and it's very effective and easy. So we'll just run through some of the questions that we can use. And there is an image for this so that you, if you're watching it on YouTube, you can actually see the questions and the flow. And when we start to work with people to, as they use GROW, we encourage them to use 
all of the questions. Because even though there are quite a few questions for each section, it really encourages people to keep thinking more deeply and more expansively about the goal and how they might achieve it. So the G goal, we can ask questions like, what do you want to achieve? Describe your perfect world. What's important to you right now? What do you want to achieve as a result of this session? If we're looking at the goal for the session, what areas of your life would you like to work on? What will make you feel that the time we're spending together in this coaching session is well spent? And what are the progress goals that you can set along the way when you set your massive, ridiculous, audacious goal? Then the reality, where are we now? So great questions are, where are you now in relation to this goal? On a scale of one to 10, where are you now? What has contributed to your success so far? So that people are thinking about where they've already been successful so that they can use things that have been successful before. What skills, knowledge, and attributes do you have that you can use? What progress have you made regarding this goal so far? What's working well right now? And what is required of you as you set this goal? The O then, which stands for options. What are all the things you could do that would enable you to achieve and progress this goal? And then once they've answered that, as many times as you think before they get tired of the question, you can keep asking, and what else? And what else? Until you think they've really exhausted all of the things, a really good opportunity to brainstorm. You can ask other questions like, if you were to order these in order of preference or in order of time sequence, how would you order them? What have you seen other people do? If you had a magic wand, what would you do? What are all the things you'd put in place to achieve this goal? If you had no fear, what would you do? And then to start to bring that into some process or flow, we can ask questions like, of these options, which would make the biggest difference? What are the implications of taking these actions, getting them to think through those as well. And then we move on to the way forward. What options would work best for you? What are the next steps that you are going to take to achieve this goal? What support do you need and from whom? What do you realistically believe that you can achieve in the next 30, 60, 90 days? What commitment on a scale of one to 10 do you have to taking these agreed actions and steps? How are you going to need to behave for people to support you as you go along the way? And how will you play big, show courage, and stick with it when you encounter obstacles? So that's the flow for grow. And there are many other questions as well. And as you get more comfortable, I'm sure you'll add your own questions. How and when we use grow, it's great to help people set their goals, our family, our children, Anyone that we love, we can help them to think about and set audacious goals. And when we do that, sometimes people will say, oh, I don't set goals. I don't like to set goals. And we can ask questions like, well, what would happen if you did? What would be so wrong with just giving it a go? So we really love Grow. We would encourage you to experiment with it, maybe on someone who is a friend, say, I'd like to give this a go. Let me know how it feels. And there are other things as well we can do when we are setting goals. So I'll let Kylie explain a bit more about the well-formed outcomes. Well-formed outcomes are a group of questions that help you to create a really solid goal. So why would we use the well-formed outcomes questions? 
sometimes when people are setting goals, they can be a little bit ambiguous. And as you heard in one of the previous episodes, the unconscious mind will take the path of least resistance. So if we're ambiguous, who knows what we're going to achieve by setting an ambiguous goal? Questions like the well-formed outcome questions will really help people to explore their goals much more deeply and much more thoroughly. So there are 10 steps to a well-formed outcome. The first one is you begin by asking yourself, how is it possible that this hasn't been achieved as a goal yet? You can ask your client the same question. How is it possible that you haven't achieved this goal yet? Second question is, is the goal stated in the positive? So sometimes people will say what their goal is by saying what they don't want. (laughs) And if it's not stated in the positive, instead, you can ask them, what specifically do you want or what do you want instead to ensure that the goal is stated in the positive? The third well-formed outcome question is to specify the present situation. So where are you now in relation to the outcome? And the fourth is to specify the outcome. What will you see? What will you hear? What will you feel when you've achieved your goal? Be really clear on what success looks like. The fifth well-formed outcome step is to specify the evidence procedure. So how will you know when you've achieved it? What's the evidence to show that you will have achieved your goal. And the sixth step is to check, is it congruent? What will this outcome get for you or allow you to do? The seventh is itself, is it self-initiated and self-maintained? So is it only for you or does it rely on others in order to do something so you can achieve your goal? So if it's self-initiated and self-maintained, it's 100% your responsibility as to whether you achieve your goal or not. The eighth step, is it appropriately contextualized? Where, when, how, and with whom do you want to achieve this goal? And the ninth is to check what resources are needed. What do you have now and what do you need in order to achieve your outcome? There's a whole spectrum of resources that might be needed in order to achieve the goal or the outcome? Have they ever done it before? Do you know anyone who has done this before? Can you act as if you've already achieved this goal? And the 10th and final step for well-formed outcomes is to check, is it ecological? For what purpose do you want this goal? What will you gain or what will you lose if you have it? What will happen when you get it? What won't happen when you get it? What will happen if you don't get it? And what won't happen if you don't get it? Those last four questions are called the Cartesian questions. We really love those questions. The well-formed outcomes model works really well alongside GROW, particularly when you're exploring the G in the GROW, the, the goal. So there's a lot around this great topic of goal setting and there's still something else that we would love to share with you in this episode and that is the wheel of life it is something that we use regularly ourselves and with our clients and we really want to share that with you today mel so the wheel of life is a great process to help ourselves as kylie said and people think about their life and their goals holistically and in a kind of joined up manner It also helps people to start planning ahead in their lives 
so that they're taking the steps today to live the life of their dreams now and also in the future. So it's a coaching tool that looks at the most important areas of your life to see how in or out of balance they are and then help us to set goals and priorities to make sure that we have as much balance as we can. We're living the life of our dreams and we're living the vision of the life of our dreams in the future. So how it works, you can see an image that looks like a wheel and it could look like a wheel or a piece of cake. And sometimes with our clients, what we ask them to do is to pick the most important areas of their life. And sometimes there'll be six, sometimes there'll be eight important areas. So you can either have six or eight segments to your wheel of life. So the first thing, as we've just said, is that ourselves or our clients think about what are the most important areas of our life? And frequently clients will say things like family, my friendships, my career, my finances, my hobbies, adventure, personal development. There's a whole host of things that people can come up with. And in the spirit of being smart with heart, we encourage people to use exciting names for the areas that they're going to choose. Things that are a little bit audacious and create a buzz or a song in their heart. So once they've decided on these eight areas, we then invite them to rate on a scale of one to 10 where they are now in those areas of life and to put that on a wheel. So they put each area of life is allocated a segment on the wheel. And then if you imagine there's a scale of one to 10, where 10 is the outside of the wheel and one is right at the very center, to just gauge where are they now in that area of their life. Are they super happy with it, which would mean it would be a nine or a 10, or is it an area that's completely neglected, so it might be a one or a two. Once they've done that, they can join up the dots as they go around the wheel and just have a look at how smooth or how bumpy is that wheel of their life at the moment. Once they've done that, we ask them to envision what would a great life look like now for you if your wheel of life was really smooth? And that doesn't necessarily mean everything's a 10. If we're really in the throes of work and we're building our career, it could be that we're putting everything at a, an eight and it means that something's, it's a good enough eight and in the future we want to do more in that area. So it could be, for example, that we're doing a lot of travel with work so we're not spending quite as much time with our family and friends and we're doing the best we can given the time we have available. So it's, it's quite a high score just given the time we've got available. There's no point us or ourselves consistently beating ourselves up. We are, most of us, doing the best that we can. Then we can encourage clients to think about this in the context of the, or the next 20 years and vision their life in all these really important areas and what would great look, feel and sound like and start to just write or draw images and make notes about what does great look, feel and sound like. Often we encourage our clients and both Carly and I will talk about this with our partners as well to make sure that it is congruent and that we are imagining dreams that are supporting and helpful for the people in our lives and not causing them stress or anxiety. So we love the Wheel of Life because it's so simple and provides people with a more holistic view for their life and for their future. In our careers, we've seen too many leaders put all of their energy into one area of their life, often their career, and lose sight of and sacrifice or make too big sacrifices in other areas of their life that they then regret. 
energy flows where attention goes. And it's important that we share our energy and have it flowing in all the areas that are important. So we don't neglect important people and loved ones around us or ourselves and our physical health. Not only is it important to a leader to invest in all areas of their life, it's also important to let people in their organization see that they're investing in all areas of their life and that to get to the top, you don't have to sacrifice everything because that can be inspiring and motivating for people so that they can see they can be very successful and still be great parents or have hobbies and uh, look after themselves and all of those very important things that we know means that we make better decisions, all those things that mean we can be great leaders and be visionary and creative. The wheelers of life, I would say, Kylie, is a it's a tool we personally use once or twice a year. I consistently have used that once or twice a year. I remember the first time I set it was in my 30s and made plans with myself and my partner. We made plans in our 30s that are just starting to be realized today as we're embarking, well, in our 50s. So 20 years ago, making plans for the life we want to be living in our 50s and 60s and 70s and beyond. So in this area or this episode, we've talked about the importance of goal setting, setting really meaningful goals, goals that appeal not just to our head, which is what the SMART goals do, also to our hearts, so that we're really inspired and motivated to take action. We tend to take action. Our behavior tends to be at an unconscious level. We've also talked about grow and setting well-formed outcomes and then adding this almost all together so that we can look at the wheel of life and explore the whole of our life very holistically. There's so much talk about goal setting and the importance of it. And yet in our lives, we speak to a lot of people who don't make the time or don't get round to setting goals. And then they do wake up years from now and regret not being more conscious and choiceful about the decisions that they've made. So we are passionate about this area and we hope that we've inspired you to set goals for yourself and also explore goal setting with the loved ones and important people around you. We look forward to speaking to you again very shortly. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time today. 